4: Race Control with Repco on a Thursday night around the country with Stephen McIver and Murph. Look at the time already. What time is it? It's uh, Just gone, 7 o'clock. Perfect time to bring in Murph. Uh, based, I think, believe in Palmerston North, Murph. Well, based today, that's
5: correct, Stephen, Palmerston I get like around. You, no, you get around. What's I like, a... to, I like to take race control on the road. <laughs> that's what I like
4: to do. No, nah, you, you just love getting around and doing stuff. You're doing some cool stuff, right, in Palmy?
5: Well, we uh, leave here tomorrow morning, actually. Is I think there's about 75, 80 people uh, on adventure bikes. KTM adventure bikes, of course, because that's the only adventure bike you need to have. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we're off on a uh, bit of a, a journey around, um, we, we would say below the Central Plateau. So um, we are for three days. So I'm um, looking forward to that. How many k's tomorrow? Tomorrow we're doing um, 396 kilometres oh, there, man. Stephen. What oh, are you what are you up in... Blanca Nui.
4: what style of KTM are you riding at the moment on, on this one?
5: Um, mine is uh, an 890 um, Adventure R.
4: So yes, okay, sounds uh, sounds cool. 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 Is that cool. one of the yeah. ones I saw on the trailer outside my place that day? Is that that one? That... Uh, I think it, it might have been. Yeah, it looks looks pretty cool. All it's right, an
5: Adventure C- bike. It rides on the road and off off road. It's a bit of a it's a crossover kind of bike. It's bloody oh, good.
4: So perfect place. for me,
5: right? Um, motorbikes are they perfect for you
4: yeah. I don't know let's move on shall we because coming shortly, Courtney Duncan is standing by I saw her at the Halleberg Awards last night we're going to chat to her a little bit Did later on. pardon no she Did didn't she which is a real shame because she deserved to win something. Three, no, she didn't. Three-time world champion oh, sitting there. But, she had, hey, she was she was hanging in some good company. We'll talk about that in just a moment. We'll talk to Avalon about MotoGP testing, a whole lot of things that she's been up to in the off-season. After 8 o'clock tonight, do not forget Lee Holdsworth for Grove Racing. Uh, because the last time we spoke to him on the very last show of last year, lots of lasts yeah. there, he didn't know what he was doing. And he get us a full-time drive. But well, he and... was the Bathurst champion at the time. Remember? Correct. So, I mean, yeah.
5: first time first time he'd won Bathurst with Chaz Mosta, that was just an Awesome thing for him and it was great to talk to him and he's been very kind enough to uh, come on the show tonight. He's actually at a sponsor team function tonight, but he has decided that he needs to give you and I some time for race control. He knows how many uh, fans he's got here in New Zealand, um,
4: unlike other supercar drivers who did not return our calls or texts. So thank you, Lee Holdsworth. (laughs) And James Penrose, the current Formula 4 champion, uh, talking about uh, just things in life in general and what, happening, what is happening going forward. Plus, your chance to be a winner with our good friends at Repco. Got one of those cool Repco dart boards up for grabs tonight. The whole nine yards. Darts, the board swings in. and uh, It looks pretty impressive. Now, all you have to do is ring us on 0800-150-811 and tell us your favourite motorsport moment. Now, Murph's going to come in and say, well, it could be the lap of the gods. It could be. But— Oh, why did you mention that? Well, because I did. You know, because I, I, I did. I did. But there are many, many of you that just love lots of things other than supercars. So 0800-150811. You ring us. We'll take the call. You go in the draw, and Repco will give you, if we pick the right one— That beautiful Repco dartboard. Anyway, let's move on. 704, time to talk to one of our mates. Just signed a brand new two-year deal to go back and try to make it four in a row. Four WMX championships in a row. World champion, three-timer, Courtney Duncan. Hey, Courtney.
6: Hey, how's it going?
4: Yeah, not bad. Did you have a good night after the Halbergs?
6: Yeah, no, it was it was actually pretty tame but um no I had such a good night and uh like I say it was my first time being there so such a huge honor to be in, like you say, good company.
4: You were hanging with some pretty cool company. I mean Kane Williamson, uh Black Cap's captain, picked up Sportsman of the Year and the gong for team of the year. What what's he like? I, I that's the first time I met him. He seems like a really cool dude.
6: Yeah, he's Unreal. Like I mean, like you say, I sat next to him and I was kind of like a little bit shy. I was like, man, like he's a, he's a big dog, right? <laughs> I'm just a little dog, and I was like, I do not I was a bit uh, scared to talk to him, but no, nah, he was real cool and yeah, chatted away all night and um, yeah, no, great guy, great guy. All righty. Uh, Murph.
4: What what did you uh,
5: what did you get from him? Obviously, he is he is uh, someone that um, just oozes. Uh, leadership and, um, Mm -hmm. you know, so many skills in so many ways. I mean, he he really comes across as someone who's got all his you-know-what together and has so much respect from other people. Was there anything that you sort of picked up from him? I mean, um, the mental game, the mental game in sport and the mental game in in, uh, motocross is just enormous. Was there anything that you sort of got from the man?
6: Yeah, for sure. Like, I mean... Actually, one thing I touched base with him was um, the final of the World Cup back in 2019 when the obviously decisions didn't kind of go his way. And the way he handled it, I actually made comment of it, how much class he had. Mm. Because, you know, in the heat of the moment, you can, you know, when things don't quite go your way, you can kind of take it out. But he, he handled it all class and spoke to him a little bit like that. And, you know, he's like, yeah, what can you really do? Some things go your way, some things don't. And... Like you say, I think he's he's a great leader um, and, yeah, it makes sense after spending a bit of time with him and getting to know him and, yeah, a no, great guy and you can learn a lot from people like that. I,
5: I think he he learned that self-control from me. I think it was, it was me. <laughs> <sort of> probably, <laughs> that Notice how we're both great. laughing very controlled in the manner when things don't go right i, I you know I manage
4: those situations very well so. yeah that that is so full of it hey courts let's talk about going forward <laughs> uh, it took a while to get this deal done I was quite surprised uh, but you've got a new two year deal with your quacker team uh you must be pretty happy is can I ask why it took so long?
6: I think just the period it was probably over Christmas new year's and um obviously things shut down for a little bit and um, yeah, things come back and forth. But, no, I'm I'm pretty stoked, obviously, to be back with um, Green. Obviously, had three good years with them. So, yeah, excited to be back on the same brand and obviously still with the same team as well. So, hopefully, we can kind of keep the ball rolling and, yeah, continue on you know, you, that success path.
4: You realise you're going to have a crack at four in a row because uh, uh, Chiara Fontanesi has won four straight. So, is that... A target or just going to be a by-product?
6: Uh, Yeah, we'll take it as it comes, I guess. I'm not obviously solely focused on that as such. It would be kind of cool to obviously win four and four in a row for sure. And I'd be lying to say it wasn't the goal. But I think for me, just kind of knuckling down, doing my work and kind of taking each day as it comes and ticking off the boxes and not looking too far afield, I think, when you start to think about outcomes and looking further afield, you know, you take your mind off in the daily process. So just trying to, you know, do my best each day and small improvements here and there and, yeah.
5: What, what's, been, what's been happening in the, um, the off-season here in New Zealand? I mean, I know it was a bit later than you had planned to get back here after all the mm-hmm. MIQ bits and pieces, but um, what's, what's the prep been? What have you been doing um, to, to get yourself set up again?
6: Yeah, so I've pretty much been straight back at it since I touched down in New Zealand because I think I had about eight weeks on the other side where I was trying to get home and that was kind of my break then. And, yeah, since then I've just been riding the bike and in the gym and doing the off-bike training thing and, um, yeah, just riding the local stomping grounds and with my mates and, yeah, just having a good time and putting in the work, really.
4: Uh, How important is it for you being at home as a mental preparation mm-hmm. for the rest of the season?
6: Oh, it's hugely important. I mean, I would hate to think what kind of state I would be in if I had to stay over there through the winter and the off-season and stuff. I think just being able to come home and reset and, re- you know, refresh and see the family and friends and spend a bit of time at home. I'm super home as well, so I do love coming home as much as I can and just a bit of Kiwi summer and, yeah, I feel... Um, rested and, and ready for another big season.
5: And, and physically, you're in good shape. I mean, uh, healed all, you know, ailments and bits and pieces that might have uh, followed you home.
6: Yeah, yeah, no, I'm healthy, so that's great. The body's, um, yeah, it's good. Not often you can say that. Not in my sport, you've always got mm-hmm. some sort of niggle here and there. Yeah. But to be fair, now I feel like we're in a pretty good position, injury-free, and. Um, yeah, just knuckling down, doing the best we can. And it is going to be tight uh, ship over there. Once I touch down, though, I'm only going to probably have a week on that side, which is not not ideal, but um, we'll make do with what we can on that side.
4: What's your relationship like with Geordie Vaughan, your, your mechanic? How important is that to your season performing to its best?
6: Yeah, it's really important, the rider-mechanic relationship, I think, because... I mean they're making changes on your bike continuously throughout the day and the season and they kind of got to read you like a book really they have be able to watch you ride and, and know how you're feeling and know what the bike needs and um, obviously you need a huge amount of trust in someone working on your bike as well you know the engine the suspension and stuff like that so uh, I've been with Geordie for a few years now so we have built a pretty good relationship and there's a lot of trust there and he's a hard worker and he's super passionate and that's, you know, two key things in sport, I think, with the mechanic especially, you know, if they're passionate and they want to win as bad as you and, you know, Geordie De- definitely wants wants it that much as well. So, no, we have a really good um, relationship going, so it's cool to have him back by my side for the next couple of years.
5: So, so when you get back over there, you said you're into it pretty quickly um,
0: mm-hmm.
5: and I can't remember now. Uh, last year, it was everything. Was was it all delayed? How was the schedule last year? It all changed didn't it, with COVID. I mean, is this this season's now looking like a normal kind of structure, as compared to last year?
6: Yep, yep, pretty much. So that's why the turnaround's been really quick over here. Is yep. just because, um, yeah, they're going back to pre-COVID kind of schedule, which is starts in March and finishes in August, September. So. A little bit different, but um, – and back to the two-day format as well, which is um, – yeah, it's good. It's good. I'm kind of excited for it to be back to normal, and hopefully we have a bit of crowds back at the races and mm. that sort of thing because it always adds a bit more enjoyment into it too when you see them, you know, hanging over the fences, you know.
4: <laughs> Racing, Racing services is always important. Uh, uh, is there one particular service <laughs> that you are uh, wanting to improve on?
6: Yeah, obviously the sand. It needs to be a whole lot better. Let's be fair. It was. Um, I mean, it's not. It's not terrible, but there's it, it just so much room for improvement. So, and I've got two sand races this year, so it would be cool to kind of see an improvement there. I will have a good month lead up before Sardinia, which is the deep sand race. So, look at moving over to Belgium or something for that month and doing a bit of solid prep and seeing if that can help us.
5: That, that, that whole sand stuff. I mean, it, it, mm-hmm. it, you know, there's obviously the the riders that grow up in those environments and spend all the time, and it just becomes second nature to them. But just, you know, try and explain what is so tricky about what what it what you've got to do, what you've got to prepare for, how you've got to ride the bike differently that to to get the most of that. Because I, I find all that. That's so challenging in, in motocross and, mm-hmm. and doing those different circuits and those different environments and the different surfaces. It's just, I mean, most people wouldn't really see that. There, why would there be a difference? Mm-hmm. But, I mean, sand is just so tricky.
6: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Most people from the outside don't really understand. or probably see a difference. But in the GP circuit, um, we're racing different conditions every round. Like we're in Portugal in the clay and then we go to turkey and it's like super dry and hard packed and then like sardinia is going to be deep sand and then you can also have a mud race get thrown in there and yeah you just you never really know what to expect and you got to kind of be an all-rounded rider and be good in all conditions and like you say there is different techniques involved with different uh conditions so like the sand you definitely have different style on the bike and then also the bike set up a lot different so um yeah there's a lot to juggle in there and Yeah, it can be pretty tough at times to kind of get it all perfect. But when it all clicks, yeah, there's no better feeling.
4: Lombardia coming up on March 5, which is pretty cool. Okay, a couple of final questions I have for you. First and foremost, how important was it you to be in the room with a lot of other people that have succeeded and feel like, you know, a lot of people I talk to feel that motorsport is, is always ignored? Uh, by the Halbergs right? But you were there representing motorsport. But you were also hanging around some other very successful people. Did that actually mean something to you?
6: Yeah, definitely. It was really cool to be recognized and be in, you know, the most prestigious sporting awards the country has. Like I mean, I vividly remember like growing up watching the awards with my parents, kind of in awe of what the athletes at the time were achieving and to think that I'm there to yesterday and you know in that same position that you know my heroes were growing up is pretty cool and like you say to have motorsport involved is also special for you know the community and the fans and stuff and yeah there was some like i say some top dogs in there some, <laughs> some pretty good company so it was cool to be uh surrounded by that and Celebrate, you know, their amazing seasons as well.
4: Yeah, I bet you're lucky you a lucky one on Eric Murray's table because he was he was chopping them like you wouldn't believe. Uh, let's. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just one final thought. Murph and I are running a little thing tonight about your your favourite motorsport memory of all time. What's yours? Oh. Put her on them.
6: Like is it, mine or watching someone else?
4: Yeah, it can. Be, whatever your favourite motorsport. Eric, yeah, anything, man, anything.
6: I don't know. It's a good one. Like growing up, I I think like I can't remember exactly the year, but when the Kiwis landed on the podium at the Nations was pretty special. Yeah, you know, obviously, it, like it hasn't happened since, so it's not something that happens very often. Yeah. So, um, I remember when yeah the Kiwis t- finished. I think second or third was special from me personally. Um,
4: <laughs> one, it's two, and hard. three.
6: It's hard. Yeah, yeah, I don't know which one felt better. Maybe crossing the line for the first time and getting my stuff back. I think that one would probably be the top of the list. But um, oh man, I love riding dirt bikes. There's so many, so many good times and even... good memories.
4: <laughs> well, you know what we, you know what we, we just love talking to you, and you're so good to us uh, for giving us your time. But it was so nice to see you last night, hanging as you say with the big dogs. All we can say is, uh, <laughs> go get them again this year, girl. Yeah, good
5: luck. Yeah, Courtney.
6: awesome. Thank you Do so you much. Always a pleasure to talk to you guys.
4: And, yeah, we'll keep in touch. All right, mate. Thanks, there H. you go. Three-time WMX champion Courtney Duncan here on Ripco Race Control. How how cool is she, Murph? I, I, oh, well,
5: we, 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 we say it every time, don't we? And it's yeah. just a fact that it's, uh, you, yeah, you say it as many times as you like. It's just a fact. It's true. And, and uh, you know, we, we should be very proud. Everyone, Kiwi, should be very proud of what she is yeah. achieving in such a difficult, oh, gosh, tough game. Yeah. I, I, tough I, game. i got to say. body Your body is on the line. Every single time you you get on one of those things, it's just you know the risk and the risk and reward and and uh, the things
4: that can go wrong. It's just uh, it's good on here. It was uh, really interesting. It was really lovely. I, I I was you know I was I was the voice of God they say last night. and I was wandering oh. around. I was wandering around. Well, it's did, just they a, say or did you just. No, no, they say it's it's just it's just an industry thing. You know the voice oh, the voiceover industry. guy. Yeah, it's all right, all right. Bless you, my son. And anyway, um, I saw this. I see this little 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 wee figure standing in the corner on a phone, all alone. And I went. Hang on a minute, and guess who it is? It's Cordy. and she says, "Oh, look, I um, there's no one at the table, and I don't know anyone." Mm. And next minute, Kane, Kane Williamson, cap Skipper, walks in, and goes, "G'day," and she goes, "Oh, I think I'm on your table." He says, "Yeah, well, come on then." And it was just such oh, a wha- wha- one timing. of those. Oh, mate, he is—he's something special. I got to say, yeah, 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 yeah. I hadn't met him. I shook his hand, and we just had a little yak. And then his speeches last night, where he said collecting the team award. He felt incredibly uncomfortable. Black Caps won Team of the Year. He is... I think we are seeing something very special there. anyway oh, he's,
5: very, he's a very humble man, isn't he?
4: Very, very humble. Man. Very humble man, like you and me. Humble man, mm-hmm. to say the least. Uh, 800 811 800 150811. We're going to ask your favourite sporting moment. We've got one here on text. Well, if you want to be a winner and win that Repco dartboard, you've got to call us. I think Suddy's on the line shortly. We'll get him after the break. Uh, can't ring in, fellas, but my favourite memory as an 8-year-old was Jim Richards calling the Aussies a pack of... Beep beep holes. That is on that, the
5: hey, I'm gonna rate that. Absolutely. <laughs> that is memorable. All right. Be, that's probably on the top of the list for a lot of people.
4: Well, that's, that's we'll soon difficult. find out. We've got study. I think Richard's on the line from Christchurch. He's gonna have a crack as well to win that dad. Well, stay with us here on race control with Repco and S E N Z Seven twenty-three, this is Race Control with Repco with Murph and McIver. Good to be with you for show number two of twenty twenty-two. The big thing for us tonight, we're giving away a Repco Dartboard. If you had a look at that dartboard, Murph, it looks pretty it looks pretty mega actually.
5: I use it all the time.
4: Oh, so you have one?
5: Well, you know. Oh, course yes, you do. Everyone, you know? Oh. Bring I, in the bathroom there, Stephen, bring yeah, in
4: the bath. Yeah, okay. Right, okay. Now now and maybe now, I didn't
5: maybe I just sort of didn't, you know, put one on Facebook to give away that maybe
4: <laughs> all righty well you know how it goes you know well, yeah 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 mate i do know how it goes but once again uh let's go to the lines 0800 I811. Suddy's waiting on the line g'day mate how are you
0: g'day guys how are you going you well yeah good
4: we are good but so the question is what's your favorite sporting moment oh sorry well, motorsport really- moment
0: I don't think I can do that because I've already got the dartboard. Remember, I won that prize back. I'm just ringing up to say thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you can still do it.
4: You can still do it. Do you have a favourite motorsport moment?
0: Any motorsport. But I got. I do have to put a shout out to Pit TV. Um, down in Timaru, just the end of the month of January, we had motor racing and, you know, the COVID shit. Yep. And in three days, we had the truck racing here. And in oh, that's right. three days, they jacked it up and televised it, you know. Oh, well, that's that's, that,
4: that's pretty cool. What was the truck truck racing like, mate?
0: Oh, it was brilliant. Yeah, you know, we weren't there to watch it; we had to watch it on TV. But yeah. yeah, it was awesome.
4: Who who was there that we might know? And how many trucks were racing?
0: Uh, about five trucks. Yeah, so no, it was good. It just um, just brilliant. They had the V8s. They had yeah. It was good. Just good televised. Oh well, it well, was, good. So that was I great. So I want to put a shout out to for TV because they did a bloody awesome job in three oh, days. Well done to them. Right yeah. under them to, to actually so, put that together and
5: uh, with the whole uh, no-crowd situation. So uh, Exactly. Great, great job. Hey, uh, you uh, join your uh, prize pack, mate, your Ripco prize pack. How's that going? You set it up in the That's man That's going cave. well,
0: yeah. Yeah, um, I've had a knee operation, so I was off for a couple of weeks from work, so I've was down here just putting it all up and getting the getting it looking shit hot actually
4: it's good <laughs> <laughs> nice alright Sadie thanks for calling us mate. keep the faith stick with race control buddy 0800 150 811 Richard's been waiting on the line g'day Richard how are you what's Christchurch like tonight
2: oh mate beautiful night here uh, it's, it's- Bloody lovely down here
4: today. <laughs> it's flat so, though. I got a mate who's moved down there. He's he's my mate. My mate's moved down there. Uh, bought a place out in Rolliston. Uh, suddenly realised he's going to have to sell it because he doesn't have a ride-on mower. He's hand mowing two thousand square metres, uh, and he wants something a bit smaller. He says it's quite flat. Oh well,
2: mate, I'm I'm about to move back to Wellington next week, so <laughs> I'm looking forward to <laughs> some help.
4: Brilliant. Uh, okay, favourite motorsport moment, Richard.
2: Uh we're gonna go back to two thousand six and uh Jamie Richards winning at uh Winton. His only race win. Um knowing what he went through and uh it was my first ever photo of the yeah, car my parents got me for Christmas was uh Jamie Richards. Jason. Uh Jason Richards, sorry.
5: Yeah. Yeah yeah, that, so that is a that, that is that's a ones. very memorable. Very memorable. Well said. That's a very good one.
2: So, um, and, you yeah, know, it was a cancer battle. My old lady went through cancer, and it just it just stuck with me. And, yeah, some of you guys mentioned it. It was, it was one of my favourite ones, followed closely by uh, Murphurs Ambrose in the, in the boxing ring. on the track.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, that's going to have to be in your top five. All right, we'll keep listening till uh, 9 o'clock. Richard, we might just pull your name out of the hat, all right?
5: Nah, cheers, ladies. Have a good one. Yeah, Thanks, appreciate man. it there. Thanks, Thanks for calling.
4: I wonder why we always talk about pulling things out of a hat when there's actually no real hat. It's a bit old cliche, eh? Hey? I'll, I'll pull your name out of the hat. Why do you think we do that, mate? It's myth? a saying,
5: mate. It's a it's saying. Just it's like magic. S- it's magic. We, we, love, we, like, we love pleasing people.
4: <laughs> All righty, let's talk about F1, one of our faves. Okay, one of our faves, F one testing, used to be, but it at, has been, hasn't it? Testing at Barcelona, Barcelona, and is, are you surprised? And we know it's only testing, but uh, Lando Norris comes out on top after the first day of testing.
5: Uh, no, I mean, listen, anything's possible. First day. I mean, the second day is uh, going to start in a few hours' time. I think it was. Uh, it might be when our sh- just as our show finishes. Actually, I think uh, testing day two k- kicks off. Um, it's it's always hard to read, but the new car, I, I got to say, I mean, I am, I love the look of it. I think it. They all look spectacular. Um, big chat around uh, um, the Red Bull uh, turning up because they released a show car when they launched, and now the their new car comes out, and it's uh, uh the side pods on it are, are very interesting. Um, so it's it's just going to be. I think uh, for all motorsport fans and NF1 fans, just this first period, the first few races are, are are going to be anybody's, I think, in many respects. I think it's there's so much to learn. And I was reading an article um, that popped up uh, only a little while ago about uh, from Lando Novice. Uh, no, what's his name? <laughs> Norris. Norris. He's not a novice anymore. Well, not the, um, not
4: the size of that contract they gave him too.
5: No, and just talking about the car and how – uh, the weight is the thing that he's noticed the most with it. I mean, it has gone up from 752 kilos being the minimum weight to 795 kilos, which is significant in a Formula One car. Um, a lot to do with, um, obviously, a bit, some safety structure change and also the 18-inch wheels being heavier as well. But So that was the thing he noticed the most initially about it as he went on to be fastest at the end of day Sluggish.
4: Sluggish, uh, sluggish, he called it.
5: Yeah, but I think that'll change quite quickly as they start to, um, you know, learn a little bit more about these cars. I mean, they've got so much learning to do. That's going to be uh, the key to it. Is, is I think who it's gets I, I think it's learning. great, Murph. I really think this is oh, good look, because I'm, look, I'm excited about be, it. Because Very excited.
4: when I read that the Mercedes was bouncing, bouncing down the straights, and this was with Lewis behind the wheel, I'm going, "Oh, okay, so they actually haven't got it quite right yet."
5: Well, I mean, all the articles that I've been reading in the lead into it, everybody's been saying that no one's going to get it right uh, straight away. Um, And it could be one of the smaller teams potentially that does, um, you know, show uh, the skill set away from the track and their engineers and their design team that that might just be able to – you know, to be closer to the front of the field um, because everyone is, is guessing a little bit about what they need to do. So that is great for the sport and let's hope that it does mean that we, we see some some different people winning races at the start of the season. I mean, the the the, the cap that they've got on spending is, is I think, going to play a big part in it because it just means that these, you know, the mites of Formula One, the Ferraris, the Red Bulls, the Mercedes, um, just don't have that ability that they've had in the past to you know, to find that speed by continuous spending. So let's hope that does work. I really hope that yeah. that, that makes a difference.
4: I'm a little cynical on that because I reckon they've, sure. been, they've been spending it all in the off-season, you know, if you know what I mean. I mean, I don't know when that will. Well, real, there, was, there went, was
5: a lot of spending going on last year. Yeah, That's the right. Thing. So a lot of preparation, a lot of teams, you know, with their ability to spend. And But saying that, there was teams like, say, Haas, Williams, who were focused on the 2022 car from from a fairly early on last season put their efforts into that rather than focus on 2021. So, you know, let's, let's, let's hope we do see, see some changes. But I think the cars look magnificent. Oh. I really, I really like... I mean, that 18-inch wheel is, has changed the dynamic of the way you know, well, those cars... And it's going to change the dynamics of the way the car performs and how they need to tune it as well on the racetrack.
4: Yeah, completely. I was going to say, I think there were early talks from the likes of Sebastian Vettel saying, well, actually... It's going to be an issue because you can't see over a certain part of the wheel. So, does it change in your mind the way they drive?
5: Uh, no, it won't because they'll get used to it. They'll they'll start to be able to see through that. And it's got those those p- pieces of carbon fibre, those little uh, aero pieces that come up over the top of the wheel, which all the cars have to have as well. And that's right in their eye line, and it's quite high. I'm looking at a picture of uh, Lando Norris's car now and and how much that sticks up over the top of the wheel is quite interesting too so vision will be interesting but the, the drivers will adapt they will start to you know be able to see through those areas and when i say see through they just you know um, subliminally they're a- able to just ignore what's in front of them when they're looking through that area of the car and they just become you know in tune with it eventually um, and that won't take them long. Uh,
4: Mario Andretti came out with his son's permission to say they were going to go gangbusters for an, F- an American F1 team in 2024. Toto Wolff's coming back said well that's okay uh, but you're going to need about a billion dollars. You've got your 200 million dollar anti-dilution fee which is basically your entry fee and then you're going spend- to have to have a bank bag balance. Do you think it happens. He set up a company to, you know, sort of uh, have investors and the like.
5: I think if anyone knows some wealthy people, I think it's probably the Andretti's.
4: Would yeah, I know. I think they're
5: probably very wealthy themselves and uh, with many rights. So they will have connections and they will have lots of, uh, I would I would imagine American investors keen to come on board with the name Andretti, with Mario and with Michael um, and invest in, in the future in Formula One um, with another American team because obviously Gene Haas is there. So... Um, you know, hey, anything's possible. What's a billion dollars these days? Meh. Well, you know, maybe lot. Mr. Amazon. Maybe he. I mean, he could. He probably doesn't stop to pick up a billion if he drops it on the ground because he's making that <laughs> much of it. So maybe, maybe he might be involved. So listen, I, I don't think it's. Um, I don't think it's. You know, uh, ridiculous to think that they could pull this off. And and he wouldn't be talking about it. They wouldn't be no. talking about it the way they are, um, if they were nowhere. So they have to be somewhere, and they were talking about buying um, Sauber or uh, what's it called? Oh, they were, yeah,
4: they were, they, were, they were trying to buy Sauber, but there was something. In the end, it was something like the the ownership structure. Maybe Sauber didn't want to give it away. Maybe he just oh, didn't couldn't couldn't get. Maybe he's just still. It's in his blood. Oh well, we're just keeping sure it. The is. Alpha Romeo, you know. They and I see Veltre a bit upset already after day one of testing because they were have been compromised. I think they whacked the floor on it. Uh, the next uh, testing for. Barcelona well, like, continues to the twenty-five. Then it's then it's Bahrain, March ten through twelve. Race number one in the Formula One calendar. Uh, it's a bah- long way away.
5: Yeah, oh, you know so the first m- race. I mean, you, man, with the other championships starting very soon, with a new car starting this weekend and and other things happening. You know, it's F1 with such a long schedule. Was it 2022 this year? Oh, it's It's just ridiculous.
4: It ends ends 20th of November in Abu Dhabi and starts March 20 in Bahrain. I mean, how good is that? And this could be, this is going to be really cool. What I'm so excited about this is we have have sort of likened it to Indy. I wonder whether we will have a season, as you talked about every team wanting to learn, whether you just don't know who's going to win.
5: Well, I think at the moment they don't. Um, which is great, um, but will that change and become the you know normal quite soon? Hey, don't forget too. It uh, was announced. I think was it last week. Uh, the drive to survive isn't that. I think it's in a couple of weeks. That's coming out. The latest season, twenty twenty one. So that's going to be like a ratings hit, isn't it? Yeah.
4: Have you at, are what, you sponsored by Netflix now as well?
5: No, I'm not, but I, I do like the, on um, the series. No, I don't think I've, I'm going to be able to achieve anything <laughs>
4: that I just wanted to say. Yeah, no, fair play. It is that that's, they, they are using that as a definite reason why the upsurge in interest in the States is trying no, to survive. Should. And, of course, we've got the Miami Grand Prix this year as well. All righty, 7.34, actually just clicked over, 7.35. Time to go to Two Wheels shortly. We're going to go to Christchurch, to our good mate and friend of the show, Avalon Biddle shortly. So stay with us. Uh. Hey. Whoa Oh, come on now Come on, come on
5: Did you choose this?
4: Let oh, I did not This is Sanjay oh. Our He's our rock and roll producer I I Welcome roll. to Race Control with the Repco Ow Sorry, just slipped, <laughs> slipped slipping back <laughs> Sorry <laughs> No, I haven't been drinking Sometimes I wish I had Time to talk two wheels And you know, that good mate Ow, Avalon Biddle Joins us from Christchurch Hey, Avalon
7: Hey guys! You <laughs> it's
4: only like that? the second
5: show of and it's only the second show of the year. And Stephen's already—I don't know—losing um, <laughs> his mind.
4: do <laughs> I'm not <laughs> picking too early. Don't worry about that. I was watching your Instagram feed. We're not watching it. I wasn't like stalking. It comes up a lot because I follow you on Instagram. He talks I-
5: about you a lot to me. Actually, I'm not worried you're stalking
4: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shut up! And he—and I noticed you were—you were in the garage building engines. What's going? What was going on there?
7: Yeah, we have been um, pretty busy actually. Unfortunately, at the start of last season, um, something got into my engine, engine got sucked in there somehow, and um, resulted in a dropped valve, so a lot of engine damage. It was actually the first round of racing um, for the year. So I ended up borrowing an engine for pretty much most of the season. And um, yeah, a little winter project was to rebuild the one that was badly damaged. it turned a bit longer than I wanted. To project we waited on parts for a long time um, from some suppliers in the UK for some aftermarket parts. So um, yeah, it turned out to be quite a long process, but super enjoyable. Really cool to learn uh, more about the inside of of the engine. And um, yeah, we managed to put it back together and go racing with the even. So, um, so yeah, you- very rewarding experience. I guess you could say.
5: How nervous? How nervous were, you, were the first time you you? fired it up, that it didn't make funny noises or go kabang.
7: Super nervous, yeah, like, yeah, and especially looking at my mechanic as well, who we sort of did it together and uh, seeing him for the first time, like, (laughs) uh, it was really nerve-wracking and then it, it fired and ran mint to begin with and then just stopped all of a sudden and oh. we were scrambling around like oh my god and it had just run out of petrol uh, we just didn't, <laughs> didn't have any say. fuel in the petrol tank so it was, was a close call went down to the gas uh. station and
4: yeah, I think it's pre- I think it's pretty cool because I wouldn't know I wouldn't know with the backside from an engine to the front side but my own daughter my 17 year old daughter's uh, training to be a mechanic and I she posted Good on her, yeah, wow. and she well she posted um on her, well she showed the family today they were testing engines right and she said I think I won da- uh, dad because mine was the only one to go for a start but most importantly it was the only one to pop a flame <laughs> So, so she was pretty <laughs> That's stoked. That's a for dad. That's a word. That's a
5: proud moment. Proud <laughs> well, moment
4: for you. Uh, yeah, <laughs> well, it's actually it's just a, a, a random time with what uh, Av's been doing with her engine. I thought, yeah, well, my girl. But she was. I think the, the key was that dad it popped a flame. So I technically nice. I won. So I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. uh, but you had, but you were at Taratonga the weekend, and uh, what else was it? there? Was a fundraising uh, element to it?
7: Yeah, yeah. So unfortunately our New Zealand Superbike Championship season has been cancelled. Um, which is a real shame but obviously totally understandable in these circumstances with spectators um not allowed at the track and things like that or it just being really hard to have spectators there. So, um there's been a few Smaller, or it's likely alternative events. And um, this past weekend was supposed to be the Burt Munro Challenge in Invercargill, which obviously uh, is cool a sales. massive event for Southland. That unfortunately couldn't go ahead either. So the club down there um, still still ran some racing at Tiratonga and it was a fundraiser for young Cormac Buchanan, who is going overseas for a second year in Red Bull Rookies. So. Um, yeah, Cormac Blitz, the field won every race um, and that oh, he nice. was in to be expected. So yeah, I was super stoked that my bike just held together, but um, it was <laughs> awesome to be there and racing um, for him. And yeah, all our entry fees, all the food and drinks we bought over the weekend, um, everything was a fundraiser for him to get back to Europe. He's got some really, really good support. Um, he's doing really well for himself in that regard but um it's awesome to see for us riders to be able to get behind him as well and, and show him the support um he's got a huge year ahead of him racing in spain in the european telling cup as well as um red bull rookie so super excited to see how he gets on his riding is yep. so strong at the moment um H- in my opinion the fastest rider in new zealand yeah. how old is he just fifteen. How old? Yeah. Yeah. 15? At the moment oh just fifteen dudes. years old and honestly he is yeah, in, in the category that he's racing in at the moment, um, hundred percent the fastest rider in New Zealand and I think he's gonna give it a really good shot overseas this wow. year, so you yeah, do- we'll be following <laughs> along with great interest.
4: So remember what you were doing at a fifteen, move? Ev? Yep. Oh it wasn't, yeah. anything,
5: it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't anything that useful, I can tell you. <laughs>
4: <laughs> hey, you said there's <laughs> a... Uh, you were telling us there's another South. Would you stop it? Would you say, there's another Southland rider that you uh, were keeping an eye on too?
7: Uh, yes, well, of course, Courtney Duncan. Oh, um, that's what
4: Courtney is. Oh, OK, right.
7: Yeah, she's headed back, uh, hopefully for a fourth title this year.
4: So. Yeah, no. Well, you're not listening um, to
7: the show. We spoke to her tonight. Some... Oh, yeah, of course. Well, <laughs> she, you can't go past her, can you? Merth was <laughs> mentioning... Um, Rachel Archer as well, who's yeah. um, probably someone we don't mm-hmm. mention enough. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, she won the,
5: doing, she won the, the first round two of this year's, this year's 2022 uh, Grand National Cross-Country Series in the United States. It was at Big Buck, wherever that is, <laughs> Union, <laughs> South Carolina.
7: Oh,
4: have you ever noticed when yeah. Murph decides to talk about the Americans? American, American market yeah. starts no, talking about his, his puts on the accent.
5: <laughs> well, Rachel, Rachel is, is doing amazing things. She didn't yeah. actually come back to New Zealand uh, last year after the season last year because of, obviously, COVID and bits and pieces, but um, doing amazing things from the Waikato. And, um, yeah, she, she won the first round. Actually, funnily enough, she won it from Taylor Jones uh, by 1 minute and 13 seconds, uh, who's an Australian. So a Kiwi and Australian's... Yeah, doing the doing the goods in in America and the GNCC. That's pretty awesome, eh? It is.
4: It is. Awful. Ab, don't go far. We're going to take a wee break, <laughs> and we'll we'll talk about MotoGP in just a moment. This is Race Control with Repco with Avalon Biddle, Greg Murphy, and me. Let's be back in a minute. Stay with us. Seven fifty one with McIver and Murphy and Repco Race Control. Your chance to be winner tonight with that dartboard. Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. Got to call us, otherwise you don't go in the draw or. If you want to say something about the show tonight, double, double three Avalon Biddle. Time to talk. Yeah, MotoGP, Honda, brand new bike, chassis, engine, fairings, the whole nine yards, and Polisca, Polispargo.
5: Polispargo.
4: A spargo, <laughs> A spa grow, tops the timesheets.
7: Yeah, unexpected. I don't know about you guys, but I didn't see that one coming. Um, quite quite surprising really um, and they look they look strong, really really strong, so yep I'm impressed obviously the new bike is running well because Marquez is uh, is is reasonably strong considering uh the injuries that he's still coming back from, so yeah, looking like it could be a good year for Honda
5: well i mean they we've, we've, we've spoken about the Honda and how um really. We've only seen one guy riding. It's like Ducati when Casey Stoner was on the Ducati, and for a long time yeah. it seemed that he yeah, was the yeah. only guy that was able to to ride that and do anything with it. And that seems to have been the case for quite a while. There's been um, a bit of a revolving door with teammates for old uh, uh, Mark Marquez. But yeah, I mean, do you look at the testing side of things, sort of like in Formula One, like? Um, Steve and I were talking about Formula 1 before, and, and at the moment, you know, testing means absolutely really nothing. They've got new cars and everything, of course, which is quite different. But is is do you feel that's the same with MotoGP? I mean, they've done two tests. Um, it was a little bit different in the results between the two. But that last one with Pole, as you say, was was very strong. Do you actually take those as being a really good guide uh, for, for motorbikes and MotoGP?
7: Yeah, obviously it's early days, but I, I do think it is a pretty good indication. Um, yeah, probably a lot more so than Formula One. They they're, they are testing the parts that they're actually going to race with this year, and I think mm. especially that last test at Mendelinka being a new circuit for everyone, it wasn't pretty important that they actually gave it their best shot because uh, the next time they will be going back there is to race, so... Um, it was kind of their one chance to try it out, and man, it looked pretty hectic. I don't know if you saw any photos from mm. um, the first test, but the, it was, the track was actually just about muddy. Um, it was that dirty, and they actually made it compulsory for all the riders to go out, because otherwise all the riders are just going to sit in their garage and wait till someone else can clean the track. So they made it compulsory for every single rider mm. to go out, and Dude, do I think was it was that. 50 laps. Just to try to clean that surface up a bit, which yeah, pretty interesting for professional motorbike racers uh, to force them to go out there and and mop up their own track, pretty much.
6: (laughs) Wow, yeah, I I I do think
7: it was a. um, Pretty, pretty good indication that we're going to have at least some great racing this year because the Aprilias were up there too. Um, very interesting.
4: Yeah, I was, I was going to talk about that because the they have been sitting in the top four. But I didn't realise because of the, the status of their team, they get extra testing in the season. They get this dispensation. Technical concession, it's called. I mean, again, do we read anything into that?
7: Yeah, they probably don't need it um, anymore. They definitely uh, deserved it to begin with being a new team and, and KTM had that same concession um, which they no longer have. Uh, so yeah, the, the factory riders can can ride with the test riders at those special tests. So yeah, I, I'd argue that um, Aprilia don't need that anymore and I know Cal Crutchlow has been really vocal in saying that if you got a fast rider on that Aprilia, it's always been a great bike. Um so typical Cal being very vocal about things like that. But maybe he's right. Uh, maybe we are going to see a really competitive package with Vinales and the Aprilia this year.
5: Yeah, it'll be interesting. Hey, I just saw there's an article on MotoGP website there. Uh, Anna Carisco is coming back into Moto3 as well. Do you, Have you sort of been following her journey? Because she, she hurt herself pretty bad, didn't she, a little while ago?
7: yeah obviously incredibly talented rider um I think it still sort of flies under rider, under the radar that she is the only female world champion um obviously racing in with the boys so um yeah amazing achievement and she backed it up the following year with a podium again in the world championship, so she is super talented super fast um but also super Spanish, <laughs> without super, super
4: Spanish. Um, okay, that, that's, that's no... Yeah, do not mean that... we got to go. The whole
7: Moto3 deal has been a little bit um, uh, almost under the table. Like, it's been really hard to follow what's happening there. And she was actually doing a World Super Sport test, um, like, a week prior. Got to go, and then it Abby. Got to go.
4: We've oh been pushed, but, but you get the He's quote. You you, you get the quote of the day, though. She's so super Spanish. We'll talk. <laughs> to you, we'll talk to you about Daviziosa and the rest uh, next week or thereabouts. Avalon Biddle, this is race control. Stick with us, Lee Holdsworth. After eight, Yeah. Just gone 8 o'clock. Murph, did you recognise that song? This is Race Control the Repco, by the way. Do you know who that song is? Turn it up at Sanjay. See if Murph gets it. He's, it's probably his vintage. Oh, I
5: know
4: the song. I can't tell you who. Deep He's Purple. So good, good. Deep Purple. How good, eh? Hey, 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 good, hey. Good, 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 good. Hey, hey, Rocking with the music tonight. All right, 0800 150811. 0800 150811 if you've got a favourite motorsport moment. Tim's on the light from Christchurch. Hey, Tim, how are you?
2: Good, thanks, boys. How
4: are you? Good. Good on you Tim Okay, What's your favourite motorsport moment?
3: Um, oh, I wasn't a massive motorsport fan But my father-in-law came over The first time I met him, They came over to the UK And um, dragged me along to the Goodwood Festival of Speed Oh wow Yeah and it was 100 years of um, Formula 1 So it was pretty yeah, much showing like off. every year you oh, off I, to... Like I say I, I would never have ever gone to it But um, oh, I got dragged along by them and it was just exceptional, eh? like what, what a, what a, what a festival, you know, like all sorts of crazy cars, um, and then just hooning up and down this rich dude's driveway. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that yeah. is so good! Hell of a driveway, like, That is such a Kiwi explanation of Goodwood Festival of Speed. That's so excellent, mate. All right, well to, to yeah,
3: to be... The best thing was, the best thing was, there was a guy in a Ferrari who drove his own car. Like most of them, just got racing car drivers to, to drive them. Yeah. And this dude was like, no, no, he was going to drive his
4: own
5: car, and he stacked it into the hay bales and wrecked
3: it. <laughs> that was your favourite moment right there. <laughs>
0: yeah.
4: yeah, All right, Definitely. Hey, mate, keep listening before yeah. nine. We could give you a call back. You could book it for that code dartboard. So thanks so much, buddy. Thanks for calling, man. All righty, stick around. Lee Holdsworth, not too far away. Murph did say he was at a, was it a sponsor function, Murph.
5: He is at a sponsor function, yeah.
4: Okay, so we, we we just having a little bit of a problem trying to get to on touch with him. So, but that's okay because
5: right at the wrong time. No, that's He's okay. To do a speech or something.
4: But let's uh, talk also. I just want to go back to what uh, we were trying to talk to with Avalon because we ran out of time. Uh, but uh, Davizioso on the on the on the on the new Yamaha is having a few troubles.
5: Yeah, that's an interesting one, isn't it? He uh, hasn't adapted yet to that bike, and I mean, he did a, how many races did he do last year on it as well on the. On the uh, 2021 bike last year, did a few and and was at the back of the field pretty much um, for every single part of that process and, and still having a bit of a struggle. And, you know, it's a uh, bit of time off the bike after, he, you know, um, the deal with uh, Ducati fell through and, you know, something completely different was away from it for a little while and now it's a real struggle to get back in. I don't know what it really says about him as a whole, but I'm sure there'll be a bit more talk and chat about it. I mean, he was bloody fast. He won a lot of GPs. So, yeah, fingers crossed that he can uh, find some mojo again. Uh, A little bit like um, Maverick Vinales. I mean, the the Aprilia is good, uh, clearly pretty good, but um, is he going to be able to threaten, you know, the front guys uh, again and become a... Uh, you know, add to his GP win tally as well. Those 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 stories are really interesting to me, and there's plenty of rookies in there too that are going to, um, you know, be wanting to stake a claim on on their space in uh, MotoGP as well. So there's a lot, to, lot, to, lot to take in in 2022. Yeah,
4: for me, for me, the one thing that I am looking forward to, and I know this sounds weird because it almost got a little bit two years ago, it almost got a little bit like um, how would you say it? Formula One, but I'm actually really, I really want Mark Marquez to come back flying.
5: I don't think it did. I really don't. I I I think there was still changes and a mix of uh, brands uh, at the front of the field on the podium. Um, they had a lot of different winners in twenty twenty one, and it, you know at the end of it all too. Remember, Quattarato did have a bit of a runaway there at the end. But remember, Bagnaya at the end of the season, his run at the end. What did he win four in a row or something there? Um, was was amazing and a huge turnaround, which I reckon would have been a huge concern for Yamaha. Um, so you know, we, there's yeah, there's a lot of stuff to happen this year, which is going to be uh, great to watch, I've no doubt. And it uh, kicks off not this weekend, but next weekend in Qatar.
4: While we're waiting to get Lee on the line, let's just go back and talk about F1 because I know you're not really so We haven't really got into the Andretti thing, right? And it's it's we're talking hundreds of millions of dollars. He wants Colton Herder. He said straight off the bat, Colton Herta is my guy.
5: Yeah, no, that was that was what he said last year too, and the the chats around the the whole Alfa Romeo Sauber, Sauber deal was he's going to take Colton to to Formula One, and he's a huge belief. And why wouldn't you? I mean, the kid has uh, has proven proven his worth in a in a single seater race car, and I have no doubt that he would jump in one of those F1 cars just like um, uh, oh, oh god, that's terrible. I've forgotten. You know, at Abu Dhabi, the McLaren. Uh, Norris, IndyCar guy. No, no, the McLaren
4: IndyCar. Oh, uh,
5: polo was it?
4: I don't know. Was it Pello? Oh, the other
5: one. Oh goodness, that's um, terrible. I shouldn't have even said it because now I can't remember his name. Anyway, anyway, I mean, I, I think Colton Herta would jump in that in one of those F1 cars and adapt. In, in so said, okay, okay,
4: so hang on a minute. I'm going to back the truck up here a minute because we're going to talk IndyCar before before nine o'clock. But do you think he's got the? The chutzpah to be an F one, because remember last year, oh, it's a word you won't know. He's got the balls, mate. Because we remember that you were really critical of Herter? Last year in a number of races for not being able to deliver when he should have been.
5: Oh no, 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 no. That's no. That's not what. no, I no, was no, 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 no. I was critical of how it was managed. So there was a, a race that new race that they had on that new street circuit where he was running sick and he should have been he should have won it, but there was a uh, my safety car or something happened and it, it ruined him and he was coming back through to to fight for the lead and he didn't settle for second, made a really silly mistake and crashed and knocked himself out of the race. And um, I thought that was actually just a, a really poor management on the behalf of his dad, who basically oh, okay. was on the radio to him. So, okay. um, so uh, I think he's I think he's incredibly fast, but I think they made some bad choices and um, and, and cost themselves as well last year. Uh, when, it, when it came to some important things that they didn't do well on the track.
4: Okay, let's talk about good choices. Good choices, you get out of the good team, you go and win Bathurst. Even better choice, a team recognises that you should be back driving full-time, and that's what happens. Lee Holdsworth joins us right now. Hey, Lee, congr- the last time we spoke to you, you just won Bathurst. You didn't know what was going on. Mate, congratulations. Full-time gig. <laughs> How Good. <laughs>
1: Thanks, guys. No, it's, uh, what an end to the year. It was a, an incredible end. And, yeah, like you said, this time last year, I, I was in all sorts wondering what the hell I was doing with, with my life. And um, it's all come together. I've got a job outside of motor racing. I've got a, a great job in motor racing. And uh,
5: now I've got a Bathurst win to my name as well. It's pretty incredible. Mate, it's, it's yeah, it's amazing. I mean, we finished the season and there was the talk around you, uh, potentially, you know, going back full time, and then before we knew it, the announcement came out, and uh, you were photographed with uh, the the Penrite um, Mustang, and and it was all go, and, and now you've already had the first test of the season in the car. It's just uh, all happening very very fast. Tell us about uh, Tuesday, I think it was Tuesday when you uh, at Winton. How was the first run yeah, of the car?
1: It, it it was nice to get in the car. You know, as you know, when you when you jump in another car, you sort of uh, chomping at the bit to to try to see what it's like um and you you always playing the guessing game on what it's going to actually feel like and what you're going to have to work on just judging by you know the other um drivers feedback with uh with Dave Reynolds and um it it seems like uh they've made some gains already over the break I think so you know the proof will be in the pudding next week when we hit the uh hit the ground at SMP um, it's a bloody difficult circuit and it's completely different to Winton so um yeah that that's where uh it'll really come out in the wash whether the team has made gains because it wasn't they didn't have great results there last year um so it's a it's a really good test for for the team to see whether what they've done has made improvements and um but yeah, Tuesday was great. I, I really enjoyed being back in the car. I love seeing my name back on the door.
5: Um, <laughs> oh, nice by uh, yourself, by yourself, and, without and, someone else. Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, so that that's um, that was a proud moment to you know to get back into the series full time and um, and you know I just uh, I feel like the uh, the monkey's off my back um, having that you know such a huge win under my belt now and um you know there's there's plenty of um plenty of desire to go back out there and and win more races and more podiums but I know I'll probably never get that feeling of um of of winning such an uh uh, an amazing race like Bathurst so yeah really cool um looking forward to next week and um uh but yeah there's so much going on here at Penrite Racing we've got Development, going crazy. Um, The Groves are are doing a great job of leading the team, as well as Couchy has been uh, a great pickup. And um, there's just a heap going on, and it's pretty exciting to be a part of.
4: Uh, I want to know, because you're going out from a Bathurst-winning car to a Ford, how different, from a driver's perspective, are the cars?
1: Uh, It's not... Yeah, team to team, there's always quite a few differences i think the the most um the the thing that i picked up on the most was how they set it up ergonomically with you know throttle um throw length and uh, brake pressure um you know with master cylinders and then your your clutch feel and steering weight there's so many things that are different um it certainly doesn't feel anything like the car That I was driving last year but that's you know not necessarily a bad thing it's just a matter of getting used to and by the end of the day on Tuesday I felt like um you know everything was feeling pretty second nature to me um so yeah but as far as the balance goes I don't think there's anything majorly different uh you know the the difference between a um, a, a mid-pack car and a front-running car these days is a couple of tenths of a second, so it's it's very very hard to pick up at a test day how far off you are or how you know whether you're whether you're very competitive. So, um, you know, next week, like I said, is the true test.
5: Now, um, mate, I had to do a double take. Cause, uh, popped up on Speed Cafe. Uh, and I first up read it straight away. that It was Will <laughs> Davidson, but it was actually Will Davidson who I've never heard of. I don't know where he comes from or uh, what his deal is. He is engineering you. It was a, I had to, as I say did a double take. Uh, tell us what Will's history is and how he comes about to be your engineer.
1: Yeah, it was it was pretty funny when I got told that my my engineer was Will Davidson. <laughs> I thought, oh, he's not quite up to. That standard surely as an engineer, <laughs> yeah. <just> yeah. Said. <laughs> and, and I didn't know he'd left
5: DJR to be my engineer.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah
1: exactly. Um, so, but yeah, Will, Will's—he's—he's um, uh, he's from the UK. He's worked on Formula E cars, F2, F3. Um, he's been around a bit. I think he's even had a little bit to do with um, with uh, DTM. Um, very experienced guy um very inexperienced on a supercar but has uh, a a great brain he's a really smart guy and he's bringing a lot to the table and lots of new ideas um and uh yeah it's 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 going to be good you know we we start with a a fresh um book basically and um you know hopefully we'll be able to mold him the way that um you know that Couchy would like to mold him and um yeah,
5: it's looking good. I, I I enjoyed working with him the other day. That's good. And relationships, as we know, with engineers and all that kind of stuff is so critically important. But you sound really positive. Um, and you've you mentioned David Couchy. Now, obviously, that's a big get. Uh, the Groves have uh, lured mm. uh, Couchy into this team and taking a, a, a massive role. Um, I suppose the question is, uh, well, another question is, is uh, he turned up at the racetrack and he's with you in the in the shed there? when we all thought that he was on a gardening leave which was going to take uh, a little bit longer before he was going to be allowed to be involved at the level that he is so is that um, something's yeah. happened there or was that is that different to what I understand
1: ah uh, everyone was looking for his gardening gloves when he turned up and yeah. the uh, and the snippers but he didn't have them on him but it was um i i think uh look i I won't comment on it but um as far as i know it's all all good and uh, yeah, all all above board, and um, that stuff will sort itself out. I'd say in the background, um, but yeah. So I I just think it's great to have him on board, yeah. and the experience that he's got. Um, you know, he he brings massive value to the team, and it shows that the Groves are serious about what they're doing here. Um, Absolutely, you know, it, it's a it's a true statement. I think.
4: Leah, a pair of seventy-seven lappers to start the start the season. It's pretty a good strong way to get going, isn't it? Feel the car.
1: Yeah, yeah, Seven, seventy-seven laps around around <laughs> SMT and you'll know about it too. <laughs> <laughs> um, Don't fall asleep. Yeah, it's, uh, well, it's, it's not so much you know the track layout is great, but the the, um, the track surface is really challenging, um, which makes for some great racing, um, but it's very difficult. Uh, mentally from the driver's seat to actually you know, manage the tyres. You have to manage them there more so than probably anywhere, any other track we go to. Um, you're you basically, you know, it's like having eggshells under your feet when you're trying to push the, apply the throttle and not, not get wheel spin um, from mid-stint onwards. So it's going to be a long race for us all. Um, I'm hoping that there's massive degradation with the super soft tyre because, that's always what creates the best racing. Um, when there's a you know, different quality tyre out there, um, there'll be a, a different compound tyre on the track at the same time. Um, yeah, it's, it's going to be a massive challenge. And, um, uh, but yeah, the 300k race to start the year is going to test everyone's fitness and, um, and mental state. <laughs>
5: Hey, oh, that was what I was going to ask about the tyre. So allocation for the weekend, just tell us a little bit about that with the with the tyre situation and, and what you can and can't do, just so we understand, because I haven't caught up with that.
1: Yeah, look, I, I catch up on that on the Thursday usually of the race weekend. But <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think I'm think i across it. Good prep. Um, it's, yeah, so I, I think we've got one set of Super Softs per race. Um right. we can't use them in qualifying. So it's a yep. it's a it's a it's a soft tie round Um uh yeah, with one set of super softs per race. So uh everyone has to use them uh in you know, one set per race. Um so it's yep. you know, no one can bank them up like they did in previous years and just run them all yeah, in sure. one race. Yeah. Um yeah, so and, and I think, you know, the first race, well no one I'd say no one would really choose to run them in practice, the Super Soft. Um no. So, you know, you'll go in uh, with a with a big unknown for that first race as to how long they're going to last and how quick they're going to drop off.
4: Lee, really good teams and teams that are leading. It sounds like the, the Groves are doing a magnificent job in their initial, you know, takeover of this team. Set targets. Do you actually have targets set to where you want to be and where they want to be? And how realistic are they?
1: I think your target's got to align with what the team are trying to achieve. Um, you know, we all want to go out and win. Um, and and it's, it's hard to say that you're just aiming for, you know, top eight or top 12 or top five um, because, you know, in your head, you want to win. But you've also got to be realistic about it. And, you know, this team was, um, you know, I'd say a genuine you know, midfield runner um, and, uh, you know, they had, they showed flashes of, um, of great potential at some rounds, um, but, you know, didn't have the consistency. So I think, you know, heading into the first round, we're looking for a, a good solid points haul and, um, and, a, and a massive, you know, a good gain on where they were last year at SMP. Um, so I think, you know, a decent gain would be to be running inside the top 10, and I hate talking about just getting inside the top 10 because that's what everyone says. Um, but that would be a good game for this team going to Sydney. Uh, and then, you know, work chip our way at it each round after that. And hopefully, you know, the aim for this team is to get podiums through the year and, and some race wins. Um, and, uh, you know, I certainly think with with what's going into it, the level of effort and uh development that's going on investment um it's it's everything you want to see as a race driver um and and to me it feels like it's only a matter of time before these cars are running at the front um I, i just want it to be sooner rather than later so we could surprise ourselves um hopefully in a good way when we get there um yeah so that
4: that's the plan at this stage them sounds like fighting words. Tell you what, here's, here's the deal. When you get that first race, when we're bringing you back, all right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> the line will be open.
4: All right. <laughs> Lee holds with it again from, from of us all. Congratulations, mate. We, we couldn't be happier for you.
1: Thanks, guys. Cheers for the chat. Good on you, Broke. Lee Cheers,
4: Holdsworth, Penright Racing. How good is that? I, I, what? A, when you know what, Murph? I don't. I don't like saying this, using the word "deserve" often, but you know what? Having had a chat with him, he's sort of guy that deserves a break. Like that, I hope they can deliver for him, the team, and and we see some improvement. Because again, he's got a pretty good teammate in David Reynolds and you know he's a firing sort of cracker. You want to see good people and and fun people succeed.
5: You do, but unfortunately that's not necessarily the way the world works, so it's going to be hard work, and listen, I want him to too, and you know how happy I was that he won Bathurst last year with chairs, it was phenomenal, and I like David Reynolds and I want to see him succeed, but... You know, they've been in a hole, but as he said, and you can tell he is is truly positive about it, you can just hear it in mm. his voice, the positivity around what's going on. And, and listen, they've done some big things. That's the statements you've got to make. It's what WAU have done lately with big statements and hiring the right people and putting the right people Fabs, in place. Fabs, Fabs. Groves. Oh, well, they, I was going to say that, you know. Sorry. We spoke to Fabs last week, and... And sure enough, he's been lined up by WAU, so they would have stamped on that very, very quickly. They would have been the first phone call, and it wouldn't have been a hard decision for him to make, would it? I mean, no. he's going to be probably. Who knows? It's either Percat or Mostert, and and you'd be pretty happy in either one of those cars yeah, to be I, honest. I, so I got a good feeling about WAU.
4: I got a good feeling about WAU. I think they might yeah. might have turned the corner.
5: Uh, I think that they already have. They've turned the corner. It's it's now. Um, how powerful how much of a powerhouse they actually are going to be and mixed in with those changes at Red Bull you know new driver new new team manager or team principal new engineers all that stuff happening all at once you sort of you, you sort of think that there's that chance of it just Taking a little bit of time, just skipping the odd beat, just a few little mistakes here and there, which um, might give someone like WAU or someone else, another team, just that chance to just um, you know get some extra runs on the board. All right,
4: this is Race Control with Repco. Remember, we are giving you that chance to win that Repco dartboard, of which Murph has won. Someone else doesn't. 0800-150811. Uh, That's 800 Tell us your favorite motorsport moment. It's as simple as that, but you've got to call us. 0800, do it now because we're going to have a wee break, and we'll talk to you afterwards. 0800-150811, and you could be in to win that Repco dartboard. 8.26 on race control with Repco Stephen McCarver, Greg Murphy in the house. We have your houses. I hope you are enjoying it here on SENZ. Whether you be in Australia or you be in New Zealand, yeah, I love me a little bit of Elton John. Well, that is uh, Saturday nights the right of fighting, eh? Yeah, that is it is a good one. Uh, Jamie Winkup running the running the big show, man. Uh, this year he's he's now the boss of uh, Red Bull Racing. Murph, I just wonder I, wonder, I wonder how much he will change the way they do things or not.
5: It's a, it's a very fair uh, question, and it's something I think uh, there's a lot of eyes on uh, to see how he falls into that role. He has got some very good people around mm-hmm. him. Mark Dutton's been in that operation for so long. Uh, Technical director Jeremy Moore is um, uh, a superstar and very, very smart in that space. So, yeah, it, it, he's going to want to bring his own kind of way of doing things too, right? I mean, you you don't take over that role and just try to, be exactly the same as the as your predecessor, no. which who you know was a unique individual, but very very good at what he did. When and you Roland say unique, Dane, what do you
4: mean by unique about Roland?
5: Well, there's not many people that uh, have a presence like Roland, no. and um, uh, I mean, are you he, trying to be diplomatic? You love or hate him. You can you can you love and hate Roland Dane, right? He's okay. very clever. Very, very clever, very smart. He wouldn't have achieved so much. That team wouldn't have achieved so much if it wasn't for someone leading it like him. I mean, he doesn't suffer fools, which is which is absolutely fine. I totally agree with that. He's happy to go into a, a fight. Um, he'll, he'll, you know, he doesn't matter who it doesn't. He doesn't care who it is, what it's about, as long if he believes in it and and he believes that, that in what's going to help his team or be the best for his team. He will go to war, for that to benefit him and his team. Um, in whatever way, shape or form he can. Um, And I don't see Jamie being anywhere near like that. And his personality is not the same. He's very, very different. Um, You know, Roland didn't care what people thought of him. Um, We'll see if Jamie does. I mean, it's a a hard space to operate in um, at the high level. And Roland really epitomized someone who managed to achieve that and, um, you know, stake a claim. At, you know, and, and do and achieve so much, so 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 much in the time that he was there. Uh, that's that's big shoes to fill, right?
4: Yeah, oh, huge huge shoes to and fill because saying, because he still wants he to race, saying, right?
5: Well, he's saying, he, he's well, he'll assess the workload in the first three months. Uh, he want it's his plan to uh, be a co-driver when it comes to uh, Bathurst, um, but he hasn't completely confirmed that yet. Yeah,
4: what do you think? Should he be? Should he? Be, let's be blunt. Absolutely, Absolutely oh, he should. Absolutely, oh.
5: he should he he should be racing, um, and if he sets things up uh, the way it needs to be and does a good job of it, he doesn't need to be standing around, um, you know, with that uh, team principal hat on during that race. Get in the car and do what you do, the best. He is the best, and go and race um, and be a co-driver. I I think it'd be sad not to see him doing that.
4: Okay, uh, other other way around, uh, and I know this was something that sort 've of got on your nose a little bit, but uh, Bathurst for you and. You and Mister Sanway, or is he going to go first and have a couple of um, thingamajigs? Uh, yeah, wild it's, cards? it's
5: sort of it's uh, the the conversations have just begun um, around all that, and uh, I think for sure we'll see Richie doing some wild cards over there. I think that's still very much in line with um, the thinking uh, from Peter Adderton on what he wants to do with Richie, um, and the Bathurst thing at the stage is is not uh, not had. Um, I suppose the a full conversation between all the parties to to make that decision. So we'll um, we'll wait and see. I mean, if it's going to happen, we have to be able to um, have all the planning, do all the planning, you know, do all the testing, have it the way that it needs to be. If you're going to do something like this properly. Okay. So you, if we're not going to be able to do that, if we can't. If I still can't travel backwards and forwards, we well, will be able to. We will be able to, um, if, you know, but we need to have that plan in place and we need to have those those um, yeah. that time in the car on the racetrack to be able to justify that. What, are you still working that? out? Mate, I'm still hitting the gym.
4: Yeah, but properly, you know, like to be a race car driver again, a fit race car driver oh, again.
5: Man, I was at the gym three times this week.
4: Really? Well, yeah. lucky you. Yeah. That's lucky you. Man, okay, so I'm, right.
5: still, I'm doing that stuff.
4: I ask you, are next looking and f- and
5: and hopefully this year too with um, the endurance stuff. North Island, South Island endurance championships coming up in April at Hampton Downs. You know, I'm going to be doing um, that stuff there with uh, Shane Helms and his Renault. Well, are, they, are you OSO1? are you
4: guys entering the final uh, ninth, yep, ninth, ninth, of, ninth of April? Yep. Is in, in? Are you in line for anything or just no? Just, no, we're, we're just doing the race. Oh, okay. Mm. So is that the Renault again. Yeah. Okay. So,
5: so that's going to be good. Getting behind the wheel and actually doing some laps. Um, if that combines with um, being able to you know to uh, achieve the plan. Um,
4: it's a story we want to see, man. It's a story that I know lots of people want to see happen. You know, the master and the apprentice. Is that if I say that?
5: I just, I just want. You know what I want more yeah. than anything is what? to is to have um this year is to see supercars back in New Zealand. That's yeah. That right. for me is the, the the key, uh, for this season.
4: Uh, it's, it's not a bad key as well. All right, 831, this is Repco Race Control. If you want to win, this is your last chance. If you want to win that Repco dartboard, ring us now, 0800 150 0800 150 And tell us your favorite motorsport moment because coming next, James Penrose. 8.36 on a Thursday night, show two for 2022. You know yesterday, I think it was yesterday, wasn't it? Was it Monday, the 22nd the... 22, the 2, the 22. Do you remember that one? Did you know that one, Merv? Mm. Oh. Mm. Right. Yeah, okay. Uh, last was chance... Last oh, chance... Oh, I'm just gonna... You just ignore me. Just ignore me. Uh, okay. la- last chance for someone to win the Repco Tard board. <laughs> hey, Jordan, how are you? Oh, uh, good, thanks. Okay, tell us, what's your favourite sporting moment? Sorry, motorsport uh, moment. We'll motors- bat- motorsport moment. That's
2: um, it Was that uh, 1992 Bathurst when uh, Godzilla won? And I think it won the year before when Jim Richards Jim Richard, uh, drove it home, and um, I thought it was a great leap forward back then. Um, just for the Nissan to win, and then they banned it the next year.
4: So, so you well, love Godzilla. Too fast.
5: It was too fast, mate, and it was probably a cheater as well. You know. Oh, I,
2: don't, I don't think so. I think it was just a major league and the other teams couldn't. The other teams couldn't handle it, and um, it was just yeah. hands down the best car. And the other thing is, it crashed on the last lap, and they had a countback, so he was leading the previous lap one, and he had to his front was all smashed up and he drove back into the pits and
4: they still won. Amazing. All right, well, it's, uh, it's a good memory to have think, because it created I, great memories too. So uh,
2: I think I think maybe
5: being a four-wheel drive and twin turbo uh, may have just given it a little bit of an advantage over a BMW M3 back then. Just a tad. Just a tad. All
4: right, Jordan, yeah. thanks so much for the call, <laughs> buddy. Really appreciate it. You're in the draw. Stick around and listen to it before. nine o'clock. You could win that Repco dartboard. 2021 Formula 4 champion joins us right now, and his name is James Penrose. G'day, James.
3: G'day, guys. How's it going?
4: Now, mate, we we are good. Now, look, when you won the Formula 4 championship, uh, you also picked up that prize of the Driver to Europe program Mm. uh, for 2021, which was also a Formula Formula 4 test with Carlin. Um, I'm sure things have changed a little bit. So where are you at with that?
3: Yeah, so... um Unfortunately basically as soon as we uh kind of um started looking to, to get over, we basically went back to lockdown again. So um that kind of put that plan on hold. So um yeah, at the moment going into going into this year the um uh it's it's still on the cards and it's just about trying to sort a car, really. Um and it's great that, you know, the funding's still there and it's kind of just been put away. Uh on, on hold for now. Um so yeah, hopefully Come, the, come October, um, I'll be over there um, competing at the, the British Formula Ford Festival. Oh, mate, that, that is
5: great news. Absolutely fantastic news that that's going to happen because, I mean, yeah, it was one thing after the other for you being uh, knocked to the ground. I mean, you were selected um, uh, as the winner of the Castrol Search for its 2022 New Zealand Grand Prix ambassador as well, which was going to give you a gig in the New Zealand Grand Prix in 2022 and a wonderful-looking um ft60 and that all got chucked on the floor and in the bin as well mate i mean you must have been thinking what do i have to do to actually get in a race car and do something after proving and showing you had the goods to do
3: it yeah <laughs> no that was um yeah that was uh, a tough a tough one to swallow in a way um no i mean i mean i was you know absolutely privileged to be uh you know awarded that drive in the first place um you know you're looking at all the other drivers on that shortlist let yeah. alone all the you know there's over six applications I think for that for that drive mm, um, you know yeah well I was yeah blown away I got it and you know it big big um up to Castrol and, and Toyota for putting that together um they really went the extra mile and and you know um to provide the opportunity but yeah it's just the the current you know the current climate um just means it got cancelled so um yeah um kind of left Left a wee bit, um, um, yeah, without a drive. But um, you know, it, it's you know still got a look to the um, to, on the positives is that you know Castro has said they're, they're happy to, to carry on that funding into, you know next year, um, and and you know that's 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 huge. That's huge. So what now? Well, at the moment, it's um, uh, unfortunately there isn't um, a heck you know there isn't much I can do this summer um, with all the other series kind of um uh, already well underway um but it, i guess you know for me it's it's just um you know, i'm doing a bit of testing and, and, and um driver training and uh, you know that side with a few formal courts um but yeah i guess my my plan is you know i guess preparing for the you know for next year um and and um yeah putting Putting my putting my efforts instead, and, and, and you know, putting together a testing plan for for Europe and, and you know for um, for the upcoming summer.
5: It's gonna be pretty hard, though, eh, mate. Um, you know, we're in February; it's nearly into March, and uh, you're already talking about um, you know, next summer, the end of the year, going <laughs> up to to England, and that's another year out of the way. And, and no disrespect, obviously, but um, time's moving on, and and uh, you aren't the youngest race car driver around the trap. So, I mean, it must be, it must be bloody difficult to have to wait uh, for these things to happen when you had those opportunities that just, you know, you lost because no, of no fault of your own.
3: Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's yeah, it's heartening to, you know, to say the least. But, you know, at the same time, you've just got to be looking at the positives is that, um, you, know, the, 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 you know, the funding's still there to, to make it happen. Um, and, and, you know, it's, it's, for me, it's just about, um, you know, upskilling in other places as well, you know,
0: um,
3: you know, coaching and, and, you know, I've done a lot of work with, um, you know, in the South Island endurance series. So, you know, race car engineering as well. Um, and, and there's a lot more thing that goes into, um, you know, being a, um, a driver than, um, you just been, you know, just racing itself. Um, as I'm sure, I'm sure you guys, um, know, you know, there's, um, the whole, you know, there's the engineering side, and there's the, um, you know, there's the, there's the, you know, the, actually just being physically fit and and being able to do it. So, I guess can, you know, working on the things that I can kind of control, um, is is you know just so important to be able to, um, you know, once I do get back in the seat, um, you know, I'll be, you know, basically just ready to go.
4: Well, that's all we want to hear, getting ready to go. And we wish you the best of luck. But just make sure that you ring race control when something really good happens, because the next step will be something really good. James, thanks for your time, buddy. No, thanks, guys. All right, James Penrose, our New Zealand Formula 4 champion. I think he was the elite winner of the Elite Academy uh, Scholarship Academy, wasn't he? Murph last year as well won the Motorsport uh, Elite Academy, is that right?
5: Yeah, pr- uh, could be,
4: probably. yeah. I think, I think, me, I think he was. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on. Eight forty-three. Let's stay in open wheels because after this, Murph and I, a, we're going to talk about IndyCar because guess what? First round: Scotty McLaughlin, Scott Dixon, the double Saint S's. Pete. St. Pete. Well, at least it wasn't a, a faux American accent. And we'll also ring our winner of the Repco dartboard here on Race Control. Eight forty-seven. Guess who wins our dartboard tonight from Repco? Tim in Christchurch. How are you, mate? Awesome. Awesome. Cheers, boys. <laughs> I do. So what did, what did you win, by the way? I was about to make it sound like it was a huge, huge prize. So what did you win? Ripko dartboard. Oh, you see, that's what we like, Murph. He was listening. You know the one good thing about people in motorsport? They understand the importance of a sponsor. You know,
3: they do. They do. Got on your your rep, Dad.
4: (laughs) Keep it up, all right. You're not getting two, you get the one. He's a natural, this boy. (laughs) (laughs) Mate, thanks thanks so much for the memory of the Goodwood Speed Festival. You are the winner of our Repco uh, dartboard, buddy.
3: Awesome. Go nice in the garage.
4: Yeah, it would look nice in the garage. Probably as good as Murph's one looks. All right, thanks Tim. Appreciate your time. Uh, time moves on. Eight forty nine. Ah, uh, Murph, St. Pete this weekend. I'm genuinely excited because it is a it's a monster of a course.
5: Hard to believe, isn't it? Uh, we are already back at the start of um, IndyCar season, and um, it's yeah, it's just awesome. And Roger Penske is backing. McLaughlin, he is 150% that. behind him, which I am not surprised about. Why wouldn't he be? Um, he is yeah, he's a huge believer and um, sees so much promise. Um, there's just no doubt in, in Roger's mind. About uh, Scott being uh, involved with the Pickett organization and an IndyCar for a very long time, and they know that he can do it. So yep. that's uh, that's pretty awesome coming from the captain.
4: Okay, yeah, t- um, 80, 85, mate. Turned eighty five yep. when they won. When Austin Cindric won out as a rookie, won um the Daytona 500. Hey, I've got to say something quickly here. I had a look at the NASCAR as right? so I looked on online to have a look at these uh, new cars racing. I don't like them. I actually don't like them. They don't look like NASCARs anymore. You go to the Xfinity series, and th- and they look like NASCARs. They just look well, like they don't look like NASCARs anymore. I, I mean, no, come own. on, let's let's be blunt. to no, This the, the, they the look series. Fantastic. Well, I don't. I don't like them. We don't have to agree. I, I know, and of course we don't have to agree. But I, I like lo- I like that NASCAR look. Yeah, they got the flaps that come over. You are going to take off and things like that. But NASCAR still have them. Yeah, nah, yeah, nah. Hey, look, interesting thing about Penske, right? And their second year drivers. Uh, Mears, Fittipaldi, Castroneves in Montoya In their second year And this is uh, pertaining to Scott McLaughlin All won the 500 Sneva, Mears, Shoot. Gilles de Ferran, and Pagano In their second stat. year All won the championship
5: That's a great stat How good's that eh? That's a great stat, well done on that one um, Mate, yeah, it's going to be huge And I'm sh- you know there's a huge amount of pressure. That championship is going to be wild, absolutely wild, and what a place to start! I love the Saint Pete circuit. It um, has got a bit of everything. And also joining him there this weekend is Hunter McElray. Oh yeah, um, I- who is in his uh, first Indy Lights race of the season with as Andretti. Well. So with Andretti Autosport, and uh, he is, uh, as you'd imagine, very excited. And what's awesome is his mum and his dad have gone over there. Oh nice! Andy and Mel have gone to join him and be be there for the start of this, which is. Uh, the start of something, well, it's not the start, but it's, it's a new start of something big in that step to uh, becoming an IndyCar driver. Yeah. So uh, all eyes will be on him. I'm really excited about it. Just quickly want no eh? to no minute? yeah. okay. go backwards a little bit. Okay,
4: There's no rush. You have about four minutes. Yeah. I just want
5: to go backwards a little bit and uh, quickly cover off uh, this whole Michael Massey
4: Oh, you thing. want to get you want to get off your chair. So Michael Massey, with a former race director of F1 over the end of the we Abu Dhabi, got, got, got the sack, has been offered another position inside oh, no. F1. So, go. That's rubbish.
5: Go. It, it really, I, I just feel that there's been, um, yeah, he was a scapegoat. He has been a scapegoat. I mean, they are now implementing and changing all the things that they do in race control. There's now two people, race directors in there, uh, being supported by Herbie Blash as well. They've also got an off-site um. Uh. What would you call it? Uh, oh, it's, a virtu- it's a virtual. It's a virtual. Yep. Um. But also with people that have got all the rules and everything underneath them. Um. And Michael had none of this last year. None of it whatsoever. They've admitted it. But I just feel that he has become a scapegoat, and that um. You know, Mr. Wolf and Mr. Hamilton have had way too much influence on, on what's happened here, and it's it's quite. Don't be a hater. Yeah. Don't be it's a hater. This? You're starting no, with. I your, I sound like you're starting
4: to be a hater. I mean,
5: and old mate, old mate has come out and just, I mean, he hasn't been respectful about any of what's happened on all this. And this is, uh, you know, he has been the guy, the scapegoat on this whole deal, I think. And it, I think it's uh, pretty average. I mean, why wouldn't you implement and bring in all these new changes and all this new technology and all this stuff to help the race director and give Michael the chance to utilise that to do his job the best he can? Yeah, fair play. Rather than, rather than throw him under the bus. So that that's really disturbing. Uh, one thing I quickly want to cover off again also is Rally Sweden this weekend? WRC. Yep. Oh my goodness, I cannot wait to see uh, those cars on the snow. Um, <laughs> there's some pretty cool no, stats. No Ogier though, though this
4: time, I think, because he no was, OGA because he or, was an extreme e. Remember, the, or he, he, Lobe. he Yeah, well, Ogier was an OGA was an extreme e, and they finished down Who the pack. Cares? Did you know? Well, because because Emma is there, and uh, Tanner Faust stacked it. They finished last in the final you know, fifth.
5: Here's a step for you because you gave me a good one before. Okay. Um Ogier, who have collectively won 17 of the past 18 <laughs> drivers' titles, right? And they currently lead the World Championship, effectively, uh, because they finished one and two in the first round of <laughs> Monte Carlo. And now they're buggering off. Um, so, effectively, Kelly Rovenpera leads the championship because he didn't finish on the podium, Craig Breen did, but he won the power stage. So, yeah, very, very strange going into Rally Sweden this weekend. Well, yeah, because um, this,
4: this is when you go, well, guess what? We have a brand new championship after one round. It, it doesn't make a hell of a lot of sense. Hey, who wins St. Pete? Uh, Colton Hurdle led 97 100 of 100 laps last year. Um, new Garden is a two-time winner. Marcus Erickson, who was third in testing at Sebring, he won on road courses last year. Who's your fave?
5: Well, yeah, Will Powell's got an amazing qualifying record there at St. Pete. Incredible qualifying Which Scott
4: record. McLaughlin's got a sort of qualifying
5: which he says he's going to because he's worked out what he needs to do, so I don't doubt that. Uh, it is pretty hard to go past Colton Herder, but um, Alex Palau, is gonna, who is the champion, is going to have something to say about that. And the guy that I forgot about uh, earlier who tested for McLaren at Abu Dhabi, Pato O'Ward, of course. Yeah. It's so, good to know um, we are experts at this. You're a brave man. You're a brave man to go picking it, I, I reckon, because I think uh, we're in for uh, an amazing another
4: season. stonking season don't forget Jacob Douglas the 16 year old will also race there in the USF 2000 along with Billy Fraser so we've got Kiwis four five Kiwis five Kiwis at St Pete this week just you know what and when you when you hear that move you go yeah that's why we are who we are and it's so good uh, that's us done for the second edition of race control uh what's the top score for you in the darts on the repco dartboard have your top oh. score... What, what are you like? Are you good no, at double there's tops? Not many,
5: there's not many 180s. There's not many
4: of those. Shall I do a better version of that? Can I do a better version uh, of that? I'll, I'll even try. 180! No, I think mom was better. <laughs> we are done. That's race there's control with Repco. We are back next, oh, next Thursday. So looking forward to it, Murph. Take it easy on the bike ride tomorrow on your KTM. See ya. Thanks, mate. Good on you. Bye-bye. Thanks, Sanjay.